0: Hey everybody! Welcome to Singles from the Frontline, every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch. I'm Whoa. your host. My name is Reese. With me, as always, Franklin.
1: Was that that was it? Oh, that okay. was it. All right. That was it. That nice. was your big moment to that shine. That was it. Here. Nicely done. Nicely uh, done.
0: The show brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week.
1: Ooh, except for Sundays.
0: Even on Sundays. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. If you want to join the live show, it's 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Gaming underscore TV over at Twitch. If not, you can catch us on all the various podcast distribution sites or you can watch us on YouTube. However you enjoy the show, please make sure to subscribe, like it, all of that usual stuff, and let's jump right in and talk about what happened in the last week in the Games Workshop hobby. Oh, boy. Ooh. A let's, lot? Well, quite a bit did happen. But let's lead off with what is new oh. up for pre-order this week from Games Workshop. We have not one, but two wow. Warhammer Underworlds warbands. We have Morgwaith's Blade Coven <laughs> and Morgox Crushers.
1: Man, what a name. Both of them start with M's. Get hype. And O's. Get hype. And R's.
0: One is some really cool blood elves, or witch elves, excuse me. I yeah. was thinking, wow, Correct yourself. Nice, Jeez wreck myself and the other is some very cool orcs or Oryx as they're now called and you can grab those at a discount from frontlinegaming.org with free shipping options within the continental United States pretty cool also we did want to talk about um, what's been going on recently with some of our Games Workshop orders we've had some challenges ever since really ever since COVID and we've had a, a little bit of a backup and we wanted to explain that and then uh, talk to everybody out there who's been waiting for an order. So GW shut down at the start of COVID, like completely shut down operations. And then they came back online over a month later uh, with a backlog and it's been really challenging to get product. And then on top of that, uh, with a lot of people at home, not able to go to a a local gaming store, a lot of online vendors have seen upticks in volume. That's true, not just in this industry, it's in every industry, I mean, Amazon's, stock like triple or quadruple or some insane um, increase during COVID. Yeah. So on top of it getting harder to get product with uh, increase in volume for a lot of on- time, online retailers, and we hired some new staff, including some new um, operations and customer service staff, add all those together and we've had some delays in getting some people product. So we just wanted to give a sincere apology to anybody that's been waiting. Also to let all of you know that uh, we've invested heavily, including new staff, uh, getting new products new systems so that going forward this shouldn't be an issue however we had a couple months where it's been a little bit of a bumpy road and anybody that was waiting patiently um, or that we offered a refund because we just can't get some of the products want to say sorry and I uh, want to hand it off to Frankie too because he deals with that um, in the within the company deals with that a little bit more than I do um, kind of covers some of what what has happened and what, where we're going to go from here to make sure that, that all of our Customers that we're so thankful for can trust that they're gonna get their product in a timely fashion.
1: Yeah, again, like we said, uh, the delays from GW are making it very difficult. Um, they'll come into a little bit of stock of some of the back-ordered items, and then they'll sell out immediately. Also, some of the um, things GW has done is they've limited retailers to one order a week. Uh, they pushed back orders to, uh, I believe, Thursdays. Um, and uh, they've changed quite a bit of what they do as well, which has made it more difficult for us. Um, but we're, we're doing our best. Like we said, we've hired some new employees. Um, we're working on communicating more with everybody. Um, we're also working on some new systems, and we're hoping to be able to kick it off in the next uh, at least 30 days to where we'll be doing next day shipping. Um, so then anybody that orders anything, you should be able to expect it within 24 hours with a tracking number. Um, Again, we're working on a lot of new systems. We've hired new people, and that's also caused delays on our end, because trying to train people, uh, mistakes have been made. Some people are getting emails that they're not supposed to. So um, we're working out all the kinks. And hopefully, uh, by the end of the month, early next month, uh, ordering from us will be a completely smooth and different experience than anybody's ever experienced.
0: Yeah, we're investing heavily into making it smoother, um, so thank you to everybody who's been patient. Most of you, your orders, you're like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's not, you don't experience any issues, but um, we've just had like a spat of complications recently, some of which we had no control over. So um, hopefully that won't be an issue going forward.
1: Yeah. And thank you everybody that's uh, been very patient with us. Um, again, we're working on a lot of new things to make it a better process working with yeah. us in the future, so.
0: Yeah, we're just investing in having just more GW product on hand to avoid some of these situations where we put in an order and they're like, oh, we can get that. And then they don't ship it. And we're like, where's that thing? <laughs> oh, we didn't have it. Oh, and we're not trying to throw GW into the bus. They're dealing with all kinds of issues themselves. Yeah. It's just that shutdown during COVID really caused an accordion effect of complications. So anyway, enough of that. Uh, for anybody that's uh, been a customer, thank you and uh for those of you who had a frustrating experience hopefully we can earn your trust back and keep on gaming and having a good time yeah, yeah. speaking of new product coming out gw is going to have a sunday preview coming up on the 22nd i'm sorry saturday preview uh, on the 22nd of august make cool. sure to turn into frontline or uh, warmer tv and you can check frontline out all the cool stuff. Check i'm it. all over the place right now i like it i'm all over make the place.
1: sure to tune into our twitch channel
0: I and might as man. well. I mean, we can we can host there like, too. Hey guys, honor Talos, yes, the stash is is full strength, and I didn't cut my hair. I just combed it. <laughs> it's it's I amazing. Wouldn't
1: even, I wouldn't even say combed. It's more pushed back with as much water as possible.
0: I, there's actually product in my hair. Ooh,
1: product,
0: which rarely happens. Nice. Yeah, and I'm letting my hair grow, so
1: just go, just go all out. I am. Go for the Ragnar.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best, Sean Naden. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good luck.
0: So if you want to tune in and watch that event, um, if you're uh, in, the, in the United States, which many of our listeners are, uh, it's going to be happening pretty early in the morning, so make sure to jump, get up early if you want to catch that. If not, if you're a sub, you can always watch the replay, and the schedule is on the show notes, or you can find it at Warhammer Community Site, and they got a lot of cool stuff they want to talk about, including a new Necromunda uh, source book. This one is all about House Escher. Uh, it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, it's like a codex for Necromunda. This is relatively new pretty neat and they showed some of the new escher models yeah which are really cool one of them is doing her best rambo impersonation with the bow yeah
1: yeah that model's sick
0: i know there's a couple of them like that i think it looks pretty dang cool and uh, then there's some like weird cat lizard things (laughs) and what it looked like jukari models i don't know what's going on there
1: yeah those are kind of weird
0: all in all really really cool uh models from games workshop can't wait to see those on the tabletop And as a reminder, anybody that plays video games and plays uh, Warhammer, which is probably most of us, the uh, Necromunda tactical RPG is coming out September 8th. Cannot wait to get my hands on that. It looks like XCOM, but Necromunda, to me, that's magic. I love tactical um, RPGs, like turn-based or real-time. They're super fun. Can't wait to get my hands on that. Uh, They did preview another new, uh, I don't know if it's a unit, they're like, they're cool. Yeah, they're amazing models. They're uh, they're Ogrin for Necromunda that you can pick up some or or many of them for your gang, uh, and the models are absolutely fantastic. It's like Ogren with cybernetic enhancements and power armor and stuff. They look really, really, really cool.
1: Double power fist, son. Those are sick.
0: I wonder how he picks his nose.
1: He doesn't. He crushes it. Just blows it. his
0: face up. Uh, Wooden spoon wargaming in the chat asks us still hoping to get to Gibraltar uh, for the uh, Gibraltar GT. We're hoping so. Uh, Mariana and I were gonna go out to the event, but it ended up not happening. Uh, they were nice enough to invite us, but they had to cancel the event due to the RONA. So maybe next time we'll be able to go. I would really love to go. The event looks amazing. The, the quality of the armies is spectacular. And uh, I've never been to Gibraltar. I would love to go check it out. So hopefully, and for those of you listening and wondering who we are talking to, this is the people in the live chat on the Twitch show. So you can join the fun. If Ooh. you're available and want to tune in,
1: and then you can actually see Reese's mustache.
0: Mm. It's like the mustache ride. That's what we should call the show.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> we really should.
0: Two main uh, one stash. I like it. I like it. Uh, also previewed were some new Aeronautica Imperialis models. These are uh, Thunderbolts, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they are. The Thunderbolts. Yeah, those are Thunderbolts. Brilliant models. And as we say, literally every time. <gasps> Once they bring it all together with a, a smaller scale version of 40k, I'm all in.
1: Dude, I will play the heck out of that. Yeah, me too. If they make it into Epic, I will definitely play. Yeah. Because you can actually play like an actual fight.
0: <laughs> I, would, I mean, I don't imagine why they wouldn't. As long as these smaller scale lines are selling well, I don't imagine why they wouldn't keep expanding on it. Right? Yeah.
1: Like,
0: makes sense, It would make sense to me. It
1: would make a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. And then also the Snotling Blood Bowl team, which is <laughs> super awesome. funny. Dare I say, cute? Uh, really cool looking models. A lot of fun. Blood Bowl is—it's uh, a real—it's a ham. Ooh. It's a, a good yuck. Just a. <laughs> I don't know if that's a. Is that a word? I don't know if that's a, 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 a common colloquialism, but I'm nah, gonna use it right now. <laughs> and finally, they are going to preview some of the new books coming out from the Black Library. Always fun reads, including the new Warhammer Crime line which they've been releasing some new titles for. Can't wait to check that out. Also, I really want to check out the Warhammer Horror lines because that is a, uh, an obvious match, in yeah, my opinion.
1: that fits pretty well.
0: So we've had a lot of people asking about the SoCal Open. What's going on? Short answer, we don't know yet. <laughs> California went back to phase one of the coronavirus response, which means uh, the highest level of restrictions. However, yeah. things have been changing rapidly. We yeah. don't know what's going on. We do need to make a decision, obviously, soon, but a lot of it, is us waiting for the authorities to tell us what we can or cannot do. Uh, the venue doesn't know what's going on yet. I was just communicating with them last week. So it's still a little bit up in the air. Um, I know people have travel plans. Uh, so we're, we wanna be you know sensitive to that and give people time to adjust. Thankfully though, during these times, the airlines are being really forgiving. Yeah. So if you do have a flight, I'm willing to bet you're gonna be A-OK, even if it gets canceled closer to the event than any of us would like. I would say right now it's not looking super likely. However, the event is as the venue is so big we can easily social distance and if with a mask policy in place, um, I, I think it would. And I'm no medical expert, but with what I know about it, I think it would be easy to do it safely. Yeah. But it's not our call to make. So let's you know we'll wait and see. You know, as a deadline, hey, you're you with know, us. by mid September we'll make a, a, a call one way or the other and let everybody know. Yep. So. Just have to wait and see. I am ready for the Rona to be over with. Though, I'll tell you that.
1: Me too. And this heat.
0: This yeah. It is. It is, <laughs> it real is hot. hot. So uh, on Monday, I think it was, or Sunday, they recorded the hottest day in the world ever Ooh. in Death Valley, which is not far from here. It was 130 degrees.
1: You know that sounds terrible. Yeah. Sounds real bad. Yeah, that's
0: not that's not fun. I mean, that's like we were saying. That's Hades' jockstrap. And uh, they were we had a warning here in Boulder City or in Nevada in general that it could get up to one twenty five during the heat wave heat wave that we're experiencing, which is criminally hot.
1: Nah, it's nice. It is. That it is, is brutal. That's when the pools start boiling. Yeah. Well, you can't even get in the pools <laughs> yeah. right now
0: because of the COVID ah, it restrictions. It's really frustrating. Yeah. But um, yeah, this you know we're in the desert. Uh, it's just been uncommonly warm, but the heat wave is supposed to break next week. Think. Goodness! Yay. Thank goodness. All right, so let's talk about the emerging ninth edition Warhammer Forty Thousand competitive scene. Obviously, caveats all over the place. There's not a lot of events. The events that are happening, which you're starting to see them pop up all over the place, uh, due to the restrictions from um, uh, Corona, that they're, they're not as big as they would normally be. And, you know, some people just uh, aren't 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 coming when they would. Uh, but we are seeing events start to happen, which is really exciting and it's fun. Um, not what we would like to be where we would like to be at this point in time in a normal season, but uh, it's cool that we have anything going on at all. So we wanted to dive in and take a look at uh, some of the events that have happened and take a look at what, what's going on with the early 9th edition meta and also talk about how the announce changed to many Marines getting an extra wound is doubtlessly going to shake things up a lot of units that we're not seeing play at all are all of a sudden going to become very popular tactical marines for example are going to be a really solid choice for troops for space marines uh, vanguard veterans are going to be incredibly good with that with that extra wound so things are going to change up a lot um that was really cool that gw announced that yeah. also things like death guard right like them with two wounds you know when that time comes they're going to be dramatically better because having that extra wound is exacerbated or compounded in efficacy by the funeral no pain.
1: Yep. It'll be a huge game changer. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how Marine armies change too, with uh, tactical Marines going up to two. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah.
0: So there's big changes on the horizon. Uh, obviously, when, the, when these changes do roll out, um, you know, one would assume that there's going to be codexes accompanying it. Uh, expects a lot of big changes to space Marines um, and Death Guard when their turn comes. So, you know, not a lot of uh, data to go off of, and then it's also going to change really rapidly. So it's going to be a wild ride here in early ninth edition. So let's take a look at some of the event results that we do have. And, of course, if you want to see the nitty-gritty, we're going to not, like, dig into, like, every, you know, upgrade on every unit or anything like that. But if you do want to dive in and take a closer look at it, head over to 40kstats.com. The Falcon is back in the habit of updating um, event results. Nice. A lot of fun analysis over there. Yeah. All right, let's dive in.
1: Let's. Let's, let's get in there.
0: Let's grease it up. Let's get greasy. Let's butter it up. <laughs> so we had an event in Adelaide, which, for those who don't know, is in Australia. What? Like it's a little, it's a little, little rural, and uh, Australia has always had kind of a weird meta. One might say an upside down meta. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. And this event had some really cool results. The winner. Uh, Andy Penn won with an Orc army, and it was only an Outrider detachment. That shakes up what we see most commonly, which is uh, a battalion, uh, just a, a single battalion. Yeah. And one of the things you'll notice as we go through this is mo- almost all the armies are monofaction. Right? You don't see a lot of allies, and at most we're seeing two detachments. right? It's really rare that you see anything other than that. Yeah. So it's going to be uh, quite a difference from 8th edition.
1: Oh yeah, huge difference. It's like we were saying in the beginning, mono faction I think will be the main thing that you're seeing. Of course you will see some people that'll mix and match, but mono will definitely dominate.
0: Yeah, which and that is what the people wanted, right? Like the biggest point of feedback like we talked about so frequently in 8th edition, the biggest uh, critique from the player base was, I don't like soup or I don't like feeling like I have to play a soup army in order to compete. Yeah. And it didn't really reflect the lore I mean, it kind of did, but people, generally speaking, in the community wanted to play one-book armies more, you know, to simplify it. So um, I think that's cool. It's reflective of what the players want. And for you, list, you know, mad scientist list doctors (laughs) out there, you still can get funky with it and mix it up. You're just not going to have as many CP. Yep. So let's take a look at uh, Andy Penn's Orc Army. Again, he took an Outrider Detachment. Interesting stuff. So you had a Warboss on a bike with all the fixings, the Killer Claw, all these different upgrades. You know, the, he's pretty much stock standard in any competitive orc list. It's rare you don't see that. You had a killer War track. Two Now, this is where it gets interesting. You had two units of three scrap jets that you did not see those much in 8th <laughs> edition. This is one of the new Buggy units. And the thing that makes these, I think, more viable than they were is that they're fairly good in melee and they're fairly good at shooting. And now any unit that can shoot and fight and then as a vehicle or a monster can do both in combat is way better
1: yeah these units are really good at jumping up grabbing those objectives or even trying to take objectives away from your opponent uh, especially with how fast they are so
0: yeah indeed really yeah. quick like frankie said and then there's a lot of upgrades you can take especially with their um expansion book there's all kinds of fun stuff that you can upgrade them through via the mech shop um oh well, now with the faq you don't have to take the mech shop but uh point still stands He also said a Shock Jump Dragsta, which in this edition is going to be even better than it was, which the bar wasn't that high in eighth. But (laughs) now with an emphasis on board control and taking objectives, a unit like the Shock Jump Dragsta, which can teleport around the table, is going to be even better uh, and more appealing than it was. So really cool to see that getting some table time. Uh, Custom Booster Blaster, another one of the um, various buggies. Uh, A boom daka Snaz Wagon. Two Bone Breakers, which is the melee version of the Battle Wagon. Again, any vehicle that can shoot and fight, which with the Def Roller, they're they're pretty good. And then lastly, what is becoming ubiquitous is the Burnabama. (laughs) So you can do the Flying Headbutt and just do a ton of more yeah. Yeah. So part of the strategy that was implemented in this list is that um, you would spend a a 6 CP to take a ton of upgrades uh, for the Fortress, Outriders, the Biggest Boss, another Relic, et cetera, et cetera. So he was basically playing with almost no CP. Really interesting.
1: I like it. Yeah. it's good.
0: I think that that's super cool. Um, very, very different. I uh, liked it a lot. So the other runners up from that event were Salamanders, Space Wolves, Drukhari, and Ultramarines. Nice. Now, Salamanders have come out in 9th edition as probably the best army in the game from what we can tell so far. And we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, The the Space Wolves had a ton of Wolfen, three units of Wolfen, and Repulsors. I think that they were probably still playing with the whole army is obsec. Yeah. Because it was right when the FAQ came out, they probably used that. Um, Taking that away from Space Wolves, which obviously it was an oversight, is going to have a big impact on this. But Wolfen that could go in, smash your face, and were obsec, pretty amazing.
1: Pretty powerful.
0: (laughs) But even without that, they're still really good. Because what you'll see in this edition... Is a unit that's fast, that can kill you, and take an objective away from you, is extremely good for winning the mission. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up was Jukari, uh, and they had the three patrol detachment. I think you're going to see that a lot, a lot for Jukari. It gives you a lot of flexibility. And then lastly, the Ultramarines Army was an, uh, largely an infantry horde army. It was a little different than what we're seeing. Most of the winning Space Marine armies right now are straight MSU. Yeah. Tons of units. Um, And this one had uh, uh, a lot more – they were an ultramarine successor and had a lot more big units of, like, intercessors and stuff like that. Um, It's an
1: interesting uh, flavor there. I like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. A lot of variety. I like that. So the common thread you're going to see here, obviously, is space marines and specifically salamanders. Eh. Uh, We'll talk about that as we go. But um, otherwise, you're seeing a fair bit of uh, variety, which is nice. Yeah. So the cool. Flying Monkey Con uh, was this previous weekend. Um, and that one, the winner was uh, Dan Sammons, who was playing Salamanders, who has <laughs> also gone to two events or three or four events or something like that and has not lost a game yet. Wow. So and it, hilariously, he's been complaining like crazy. And I, I feel comfortable making teasing him because he's my friend and we talk a lot. He's been complaining so much about the GT missions and he's undefeated. And <laughs> I'm like...
1: Yeah, get out of here.
0: You seem to be doing okay, considering you didn't think the missions were very viable for tournaments. Yeah. Um, and uh, some common threads in this list that you'll see in a lot of the Salamanders lists that we talk about. Uh, Captain on a bike with all the upgrades to make him super Salamander Man, Thunder Hammer, super resilient. Super good. Yeah. Fast, hits hard, very hard to kill. Yep. What's not to like?
1: You know what kills him? Fusion Pistols from Harlequins.
0: And I think you're speaking from experience here, right, yes. Frankie. Uh, a Primaris Lieutenant, 3x5 Scouts, and then this is the common thread, uh, the next units I'm going to list off you're seeing in almost every Space Marine list, except that Ultra Marine list I just talked about. Uh, Flamer, a bit, uh, max unit of Flamer Aggressors 2, minimum unit of Flamer Aggressors, 2x3 Outriders, Outriders are those new bikes that are amazing. They're in the Indominus box. Uh, lots of attacks, lots of shots, very quick. Uh, five grav devs and a drop pod, and then 2x3 Eradicators. Eradicators are the new melting unit. They
1: are crazy. And they're
0: insanely good. <laughs> And you're seeing them everywhere yeah right. right? they can shoot twice with uh salamanders you can further buff them all kinds of crazy stuff right so msu uh, salamanders are, are really they're resilient they're the second most resilient army after iron hands and like we were saying in eighth edition they hit ridiculously hard by easily they hit the hardest out of any of the space marines yeah and in eighth like we were saying if anyone can figure out how to get over the, the the mobility issue that salamanders have, they have potential to be the best space marine flavor in the game, and we're seeing that now. And I think it's up for a lot of reasons. For one, the smaller board size. For two, you can outflank anything, and that's a huge benefit to salamanders because before they didn't really have a lot of options. And um, you can do a ton of mortal wounds with them. And Just the, the, the raw amount of damage they put out is insane
1: yeah i mean the main change i would say is just how important the objectives are and that you have to score them every turn um so as a salamanders player you know your opponent's going to have to jump onto those objectives and then your flamers will be able to get into range and do all the damage so um i think that's why you're seeing flamer units being uh, used a lot more is because you actually know where your opponent's going to go so you can start making your way that direction
0: yeah and <laughs> then with that increased resilience that they get um Plus the changes to terrain, making it easier to get up the board. I think you're going to see just a lot of salamanders here. And interestingly, they're all, almost all of them are salamander successors as well.
1: Yeah, um, I think they're, correct me if I'm wrong, chat, but I believe there's a way to increase their flamer range in the successor chapter.
0: Well, and that's something that's going to be ubiquitous in the future, too. Flamers yeah. are going to 12-inch range, Boom. which is a huge change. Yep. So, yeah, really interesting. Um, and then the top four at Flying Monkey were salamanders, salamanders, Death Guard and interesting here. Death Guard was one of the only armies I saw that had an ally. It was Death Guard with a little unit of uh demons for yeah. Demon Prince and Nerdlings. Obviously, Nerdlings are great for taking objectives, and a Demon Prince is a Demon Prince. We all know what they do, uh, really good with separating plate and all that cool stuff. And then lastly, we saw White Scars. So, Flying Monkey Kong was pretty dominated by Space Marines. That's not true of all the other events, but uh, you know, if you're hoping to get out and play some competitive 40K or even just go into the uh, play in your garage or whatever safe way you can play right now, you're going to want to be kidding your army, at least having it in mind, how you're going to counter Space Space Marines and specifically Salamanders. For sure. This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. And then we had a Vanguard Tactics event over in in Old Blighty. This one was won by Alex Harrison with uh, Salamander Successors also. Now, his was a little different. Instead of the kind of ubiquitous uh, battalion, this was an Outrider Detachment. I'm sorry, a Patrol Detachment and a Spearhead Detachment. So let's take a look at what Alex won this event with. He had the Captain on the bike. the (laughs) hammer. Yeah, really similar. Five Intercessors, five Scouts, five Bolter Aggressors, six Flamer Aggressors. Three Outriders and a Landspeeder Tempest, that's a Forge World unit, and uh, five Grab Devs and a Drop Pod. You're seeing that everywhere, it's just so good at killing multi wound um, units. And with the strats that they have, hits like a truck, I used it at the LGT, it was one of my best units easily. Um, it just drops down and erases units, so good. Yeah. Um, and then we had a Lieutenant with a Jump Pack, three Flamer Aggressors, three by three Eradicators, and a Relic, Scorpius, Whirlwind. Solid, solid list um
1: it's a very very good list i actually played a list very similar to this the other day
0: with your harlequins yeah how'd it go uh
1: i was able to uh do a lot of damage with my fusion guns i killed most of the aggressors on turn one so that was pretty good yeah if you could i kill kill call aggressors. that
0: good yeah no kidding <laughs> and your army doesn't care so much about the eradicators because everybody has an no they will save
1: they did well they'll kill my speeders but that's fine yeah so
0: so that's and that, mm-hmm. that was one of the things I was trying to point out to people is like these Space Marine armies. There are a lot of MSU multi-wound units, but they don't have invulnerable saves. So if you have things like fusion pistols or you know any high AP multi-damage weapons, you're going to want to try and bring some of those. Mortal wounds are also great. One of the things you'll notice, all of these Space Marine armies have zero psychic defense, yep. none. So I've been thinking about like a Zoan throne zone throat spam list or any kind of immortal wound spam list is going to be really effective against space marine space marines hate mortal wounds so that's something you can think about to help counter some of this um anything like that anything that can cut through their armor and do multiple damage is going to make that a, a much easier fight yeah to, to overcome uh, and then the top four of that event obviously salamanders and then we had uh death guard nurgle demons again oh i'm sorry this was the one that was two the other death guard player was just death guard Gotcha. Uh, Adeptus Custodes and then Harlequins. Nice. Fourth, yeah.
1: Harlequins, yeah. Death Guard list that I was thinking of. I'm gonna add in some demons as well. Going plague drones.
0: Yeah. yeah, anything like that that's really durable that can hold an objective is very very valuable.
1: Yeah. In
0: this edition, so let's jump into the chat, answer some questions. Um, never mind Jamba, that's really funny.
1: That was the third. <laughs> the third detachment. <laughs> yeah. How's <laughs> this fortification? let me see you uh valerie is saying how do i hit with my fusion pistols uh my harlequins hit with their fusion pistols my dark or my drukari miss with their blasters all the time
0: yeah you but are, i have
1: good luck with fusion pistols just not blasters
0: you're notoriously bad with those oh
1: i'll have at blasters. least two turns where like one blaster will hit yeah I, and i take like 20 blasters so yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of misses
0: we've had so many games where i'm like oh this turn's gonna hurt and then yeah. you do like one actual wound that goes through with a blaster and I'm like (laughs) it's horrible yeah it's those one shot weapons that's just the way they go and that's why like some of the changes that GW talked about to specifically make meltas better like multi melters getting two shots or the eradicators being able to shoot twice that's why they're good is that they're way more reliable now oh exactly Yeah. in the past it just yeah wasn't that great
1: one shot weapons are always just eh. it was like the good old days of drop zone commander yeah where you'd really only get like three actions with a vehicle and they had one shot most of the time you're hitting on two but when you roll that one man that was brutal
0: especially in a game like that where you only shoot maybe three times exactly. in the whole game yeah, yeah. Archon Doll I can tell by your name you feel the blaster pain you were saying blasters are notoriously inaccurate yes yeah alright let's see answer another question uh, with the way people anticipate the length of time between codexes and the potential power level increases do you think that certain armies are going to be completely unplayable for long stretches of time says virulence? Well, anytime you use an absolute statement like that, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be accurate. Yeah. It'll never be completely unplayable. It will never be completely overpowered. Is it gonna be a little bit more challenging? Yes. Yep. Do you have to get creative? Yes. Yeah. But can you do it? You absolutely can. Right. And if you're one of those players, it's like a like you stick to one faction, and a lot of people are like that. Like you're an orc player, or you're a space wolf player. Um, you just you just got to be creative, right? And then try to meta, try to meta the meta. Right. Think about how am I going to be Salamence? How am I going to be you know, space Marines in general and take things in your army that do that yeah. and you give yourself a really good chance of winning the game.
1: Yeah. And it's like we've said almost every, no, we have said it every edition is the more reps you get in with your list, the better you're going to do. Um, it doesn't matter if you have a bad matchup or you're playing against an army that beats you a lot. If you play that matchup enough times, you're going to figure out ways that your army can actually compete and win on the missions. So we always recommend play the same list or something very close as much as possible. Um, and you'll do well even against bad matchups.
0: Yeah, you just got to stay focused on winning the mission and then lean into what your faction does well. Because there's always something you do well, right? Like Tyranids are widely considered to be not that great, although they've been doing fairly well in the what few events we've seen so far. And uh, I like playing Tyranids, so I've been trying to come up with ways to make them work. And like we were saying, uh, Mortal Wound Spam, they do it pretty well. The units that do it are very resilient. Zone have a three-up vulnerable save. You have things like uh, Hormigaunts, which are really fast. They're relatively cheap. And they're really good at taking objectives away from your opponent, especially if you go second, right? Keep them kind of safe. Or oh, your, your opponent threw some unit onto an objective. You have the bottom of the turn. You throw that unit up there, charge them, or just stand on the objective, and you'll take that away from them. And if you do it strategically, turn after turn after turn, you can always count on getting that swing five points on the primary which over the course of the game, you're gonna win the game, right? So you gotta think like that. Don't just, you know, go like, oh man, I, I don't have double shooting Melta Eradicators or whatever. Yeah. Uh, think about what you do have, right? And think about ways that you can overcome those hurdles. Like we were just talking about Gene Steeler Colt the other day, like taking an attachment of Gene Steeler Colt, just to use perfect ambush every turn to throw one unit on an objective just to take it away from your opponent or to keep it for yourself. That in and of itself can win you the game with a unit that's really not that great. Yep. So, hundred yeah. percent. That's the way you want to be thinking. Try to forget eighth and think about what do I have what units do I have that are really good at taking objectives or taking objectives away from my opponent, and what units do I have that are really good at killing space marines. Right? And then that's a good place to start.
1: Yeah. You know? And I think my eighth edition list that I told you about, Reese, will work wonders in ninth edition. Four hundred termagons and Maybe. two Neurothropes. Maybe. Three Broodlords, actually. Let's be, switch it up. Let's you'd be go good three at three taking
0: objectives. Like, yeah.
1: yeah, you just take the objectives. Your Broodlords are playing defense. If anybody gets close, you charge. Yep. I'm telling you, it'll work. Well, then but you who take... wants to play 400 Termicots?
0: Not guns? this guy. <laughs> Not this guy. That's terrible. Because then you can take secondaries, too, that are really good for that. Like with a Broodlord, you can have him do some one of the psychic secondaries where he's just yeah. casting powers, and if your opponent gets close, go charge him.
1: Yep. Right? Oh, like, they'll kick the snot out of most people in close combat
0: and that's a unit that's really good at killing Space fans. yeah uh, obi John says do you think two Stormfang stru- two Stormfang <laughs> gunships will be a staple for Space Wolves um, yeah I mean it's going to be good you get more shots uh, you're relatively durable fast I, I think that they're going to be really good there's going to be yeah. a lot of better targets for them now than there was yeah um, no, I agree JTW Geek says he's still having a lot of luck with his gun line nits. that's great nice yeah I mean you know Hiveguard is still awesome um, a lot of the units that you had before are still just as good. Uh, Phased out of asks, will the new marine ATVs make a difference? Yeah, I've been hearing that they're really, really good.
1: Yeah, they'll be super ugly on the table.
0: Yeah, they look stupid, but they're. But I've been hearing that they're very effective uh, units so well.
1: It's really good when it's actually beneficial if your model is super ugly because your opponent's like, oh, it's ugly. It probably does nothing. Yeah. It's <laughs> grabbing objectives, killing stuff.
0: Yeah, he doesn't have Magnus Syndrome where, like, that beautiful <laughs> bastard needs He's to go fast. <laughs> uh, Double O Donut asks, Marines can always spec scan your perfect ambush. Ooh. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, if, l- some armies may have a counter to it, right? Like, not, not your strategy is not going to work 100% of the time against 100% of your opponents. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't. So you need to be flexible. But in situations where that does work, it's going to possibly win you the game, yep. right? 400
1: it, termagons if you, you know right your opponent
0: now. can do that well then maybe bring two units up on one turn you can know, only ask Spike scan one of them you know and the unit's what 50 points or something like that like what do you care
1: yeah you can only use perfect ambush on one of them but it's still really good
0: Sir Crazy asks what do you think about uh, Chaos spawn this edition I've been using two units of three and been doing wonders well I think they're it's good now since you said that Yeah, but you know again a multi wound relatively tough unit
1: cheap right.
0: decent melee cheap yeah, yeah. It's not sounds bad. good All right, let's jump back over to the notes because I am sweating real bad. All right, so if you like the ITC, you like what it's about, you want to support it, see it continue to grow and thrive, (gasps) consider supporting it financially via the ITC Patreon. You can do so for as little as one dolare a month. That's Spanish for (laughs) dolare. That was a dad joke.
1: That was, yeah. That was a strong dad joke. I appreciate it, though.
0: Um, let's take a look at the current standings. And again, we're covering the rankings, but be sure to play smart.
1: And Points safe. are
0: not worth your health or the health of others. So make sure 100%. if you're going to an event that you check to make sure they're following all the guidelines. All that. You guys know what to do yep. at this point. Oh, hot. All right. For current 40K competitive track, top five, Vic VJ continues to lead the pack. Killing it. But his lead has been eroded. Ooh. Hot on his tail is Ken Knox.
1: Creating an earthquake.
0: Creating a Trimmer Force 5.
1: Earthbender. <laughs> yes. Or Ken Knox. I'm so
0: sad that it looks like the new live-action Avatar show on Netflix is going to suck.
1: Didn't they just... They released, like, another one where it's about, like, a different Avatar or something, didn't they?
0: Yeah, there was another animated series. Oh, okay. But um, there's a live-action one coming on Netflix, and the original creators walked away from it because they... Because of creative differences, which means yeah. it's going to be stupid, probably. Have you
1: watched any of the other live actions? They're all really bad. Dude, the, Death Note was, you're like, what is going on? Is the live action not good? <laughs> no. Uh, it's horrible.
0: That's sad, because Death Note's one of my favorite manga. Oh, yeah. It was it's amazing. really good. Uh, third place, Ryan Snyder, followed by James Kelling in fourth, and Dan Sammons, Mr. I Don't Like the GT Mission Pack.
1: Likes <laughs> <laughs> it enough to get into fifth place?
0: <laughs> in fifth place. I'm gonna I'm gonna bust his tail for that one.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, current forty k ITC hobby track top five. We We've got John Smith in first, Colton Hatch in second, Richard Kilton, the mighty War Boss, from Utah, in third, Wes Wright, in fourth, and Brian Anderson in fifth. Age of Sigma our current top five competitive track. Matt Beasley leading the pack, followed by Michael Vigenos, Hannah Eastham in third, Jarrett Zazweta in fourth, and Matthew Jones in fifth. Your current Warner Underworld's top five, Ivan Cho, a name we know well, back in first place. Glenn Dean in second, Jonathan Coulson in third, Cody Handier Handler in fourth, and Michael Melody in fifth. Nice. Kill Team, current top five, Angel Alvarez Serrano leading the pack. That is a glorious name. I love like it. That's a great name. John sow in second. Jan, uh, Jan, I almost did it again. I'm sorry, Janice. <laughs> it's like muscle memory now. Janice Gilhelm in third. Pablo De La Torre in fourth. And Andrew Tanner in fifth. Boom. Check out a couple of these really cool models we painted for from the FLG Paint Studio for clients. First, Katachan Colonel that went to our contest winner giveaway. And this was painted to match his existing army. Came out. Very cool. And two Black Templar Space Marine characters. We have a Primaris Chaplain with his Pimp Cane and the Emperor's Champion with his Big Sword.
1: But he's so much smaller than the Primaris
0: Marine. But now he has an extra wound, bruh. Ooh, baby. Pretty cool. He's like, yeah, look at my sword. All right, let's answer some questions quickly because I feel like I'm in a sauna.
1: Sauna down under
0: and then we will wrap it up with a little bit of a short show this, this uh,
1: week. What are our thoughts on Custodes with no Forge World and you take two times five bikes? Uh, I think Custodes are super good in this edition. Uh, do do they, they have
0: all Do they all have all check? Uh Yeah. Oh, that's great then. I mean, they've been doing well in advance, plus they had some of the the recent changes that have made them a lot more popular. Oops, sorry. They mic. have
1: the super obsec too, I think, right? No, no. No, just okay. Have obsec, right.
0: yeah. So, yeah, any, any army that has lots of obsecs, high mobility, and is durable is going to be really good at winning objectives. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think they could do really well. Uh, let me see. All Casos bikes and in infantry got obsec. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, 00 Donut. Appreciate it. So, yeah, that, that's a totally viable list. Plus, small model count, fast. Um, and
1: the models are amazing.
0: The models are glorious. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's an army I think could do really well oh, yeah. in this edition. Uh, anything like that, you know, with my guard, I've been having I've been having some reasonable success. I've been The challenge I've been finding with guard is it's really hard to, to um, screen. So, like, your tanks, like, the Lehman Rest Demolisher tank commanders are so baller. They'll one-shot other monsters and vehicles, no problem. They smoke space marine infantry. But then all someone does to do is run up and touch them, and I really struggle to stop people from doing that. And um, one of the other tricks I found is really good is I keep infantry units in the chimeras, I get out, move, move, move them onto an objective. Um, that's been really good. Bolgren are still really good. Not, it's a little harder though.
1: You know what you need? Three Broodlords. Oh boy. If you have Broodlords. Oh boy. Clear out your tanks.
0: Yeah, we do have AC in here, but um, <laughs> it's still hot. Still hot. Uh,
1: how do we think uh, the new Necrons will play in ninth? Like, uh, with the new units, like the Silent King. Well, first off, the Silent King is an amazing model. uh, And it'll probably be super good on the table. I think Necrons will do well. Um, You just have to find the right list with them. Um, Unfortunately, I think they're gonna suffer from the same things they did in 8th, where they'll probably have like one build that'll do really well. Um, But you have to find that build, so.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, Frankie. I think Necrons are going to get a, a nice boost in power. Obviously, you're getting a lot more variety, and they're going to be better looking. Um, but it's you're really going to have to wait till you see you get, to get your codex. Yeah. So you get all the new units and all that fun stuff. But I think they're going to get a, a, a benefit for for sure. Uh, Double O Donut at, or States. My ideas for guard is not taking the standard guard units, but switching to pure scions with Lambda Alliance for the XJP. Yeah, I think scions are going to be a surprise. Uh, a surprisingly good faction this edition I've been thinking about playing my scion army as well uh, valkyries are gonna be really good for taking units around the table obviously with scions you can get out after they move not all the time but with stratagems and then you can drop down do a lot of damage you have a lot of obsec units and I think um, a lot of my uh, fellow playtesters have been telling us that torox primes are really good this edition no no minus one for moving and shooting it makes a huge difference uh, and then the DACA version is the one that most people are talking about with maximum number of shots. Mine are all auto cannon missile launcher, which I think are actually going to be really good in this Space Marine meta because they have multi-damage weapons. And they're long enough range that you can stay away from most of the units you're seeing with Space Marines, like Aggressors, um, the Eradicators, all that stuff. You can stay out of range and shoot them and do a lot of damage to them. So I think that might be a viable tactic. Um I've also seen a lot of people saying that guard with a knight helps shore up a lot of their weaknesses as well. Because for me, it's just been the bad touch has been what's been screwing me up. Yeah. Right? Like a Venom can fly in, touch two vehicles sometimes, and I'm like, yeah, I can shoot you (laughs) in my heavy bolters, but like, it's not what I want to do. Yeah. And it's harder for me to protect my vehicles because I don't have infantry all over the place anymore. I don't have any on the table most of the time. Like they run out, grab an objective, and then they die. Yeah. So yeah, that's been the challenge for me um with that No,
1: you know what you need you need to screen your tanks with more lehman russes more tanks but lehman russes with all flamers
0: yeah that's like
1: charge me i dare you
0: a lot of people have been recommending that and i could totally see that but the, yeah. and with katachan obviously they're really good yeah but with the heavy bolters going up the damage too as gw has insinuated um that that's going to make a huge difference for sure yeah um, that will be really good for killing space marines and all kinds of stuff Uh, Double Donut says, Torx Primes are great. You can make one go to um, BS2+, plus, then have a stratagem similar to overlapping fields of fire once you kill a model. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think Scions are going to be a surprise hit. They have a lot of the right tools. Even though they don't have a lot of tools, they have a lot of the tools you need to win the missions. Yeah. Uh, Novastar87 asks, what's your take on Death Watch vets getting an extra wound and extra range on their bolt? They're going to be extremely good.
1: Super good. Yeah.
0: Obi John or asks, "How many Imperium lists do you think will benefit from running Stern and Kurganil?"
1: <laughs> well, I like Kurganil; his name's awesome.
0: Um, I, you know what?
1: I Honestly, don't know. Who I'm drawing is. a blank on that one. So. Yeah. <laughs> Stern. I know who Stern is
0: Stern. But I'm drawing a complete is, blank.
1: Is Stern the one that actually has the bodyguard, and is is his bodyguard
0: Stern Kurganiel. from Grey Knights?
1: No, there's a... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is from Grey Knights, huh?
0: Or is this a new one of those like limited release models that know. I'm just completely blanking on? I was oh, thinking The Harlequin, I was thinking the Harlequin. Ah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that new kit where you get the... Yeah, uh, super cool. You know what? I don't know. I'm just going <laughs> to... We didn't even know who it was. I'm going to plead ignorance <laughs> on this one. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me see. A warmer Community announces Space Marine for October with supplements for Blood Angels, Dark Ooh. Angels, etc. Do we know if those will be full-fledged books or just a few pages with the stats for the unique models? Ask Swim Um, Quirk. I would imagine that they're going to be full-fledged books, uh, but they might be just in the Codex. Obviously, we can't divulge anything. But I will say this. I would assume that you're going to get uh, your fair shake compared to everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for answering that question in the chat. We appreciate it. Okay, we are going to wrap it up a little bit because I am literally melting White lead. Yes. Broadcasting from the undergarments of the netherworld.
1: Or from the sun. Too
0: hot to to even be funny right now. Not that I'm ever funny. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 698 of Signals from the Frontline. We hope you enjoyed the show. And be sure to check out the other shows on the Frontline Gaming Podcast Network. We got 40K Stats Center coming in hot with all your news on the tournament scene. Art of War. And, of course, the (gasps) Rhino with Chapter Tactics, who has been hitting some dingers with some great shows lately. Make sure to check those out. Enjoy your week, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Happy gaming. We're out of here.